Welcome to the Confluence of Ideas, a Confluence Investment Management podcast focusing on key geopolitical trends and their impact on investments. 2021 has been a tumultuous year in Afghanistan. Many of the headlines since the Taliban takeover of the country have been understandably human rights related. As people fled, the Taliban reimposed social restrictions and the country's economy worsened. Just today, as, as we record this discussion, a new UN report is forecasting that Afghanistan's GDP will contract by one-fifth over the next year. Now, today, our discussion centers on the geopolitical impact and investment implications as many countries, both neighbors and world powers, recalibrate their relationships with Afghanistan. Our guests are Confluence Chief Market Strategist Bill O'Grady, Confluence Market Strategist Patrick Ferrin Hernandez, and Confluence Staff Economist Thomas Wash. These gentlemen all contributed to this subject with written analyses during the months of September and October 2021, and these reports are available under the Weekly Geopolitical Report tab on the front page of confluenceinvestment.com. Bill, we'll start with you. Your written commentaries covered the history of Afghanistan and how the Taliban takeover might alter relationships with Pakistan, India, and Iran. Patrick, you tackled the impact on Russia and Central Asia. And Thomas, you looked at the challenges and opportunities the Taliban takeover presents for China. Now, I'm going to ask questions of each of you related to your particular research and then open our discussion up to any broader themes that may be relevant, including potential investment recommendations. Bill, you make the statement when you talked about the history of Afghanistan that it appears to be a nation best controlled from the outside rather than the inside. Could you explain and discuss why this may be the template in the future? Well, Afghanistan is a classic crossroads nation. Syria is similar because outside powers often need to either traverse or dominate a crossroad nation in order to attain other goals. Outside powers intervene often. History shows that it is possible to invade the country by aligning with groups within the country. Of course, that alienates other groups, making it hard to control once the outside power moves in. Afghanistan is sometimes referred to as the graveyard of empires. It isn't completely fair, but when outside powers find it impossible to maintain control, empires fail. At the same time, some nations have been able to gain a degree of influence or degree of control through trade. It's possible to influence Afghanistan. It's much harder to govern it. Finally, in the absence of outside control, Afghanistan often devolves into civil conflict. That tempts outsiders into intervening. In fact, that's what lured the Soviets in in the 70s. So the challenge for Afghanistan's neighbors, as well as major powers, is how best to take advantage of the American pullout, which has left a void in the region, without being dragged into the country militarily. Pakistan is an immediate neighbor. What, what opportunities and dangers does the new Afghanistan pose for Pakistan? Well, Pakistan was instrumental in undermining American attempts to govern Afghanistan. Pakistan offered support to the Taliban, for example. 
Although Pakistan allowed its territory to be used for the transit of war materials, it did not want to see a democratic government in Kabul that it couldn't influence. A hostile government in Afghanistan would put Pakistan in a pincer between Afghanistan and its mortal enemy, India. At the same time, supporting Islamist groups can be problematic because they too can be difficult to control. Pakistan has already had incidents where Islamic terrorists have attacked elements within Pakistan. Well, turning to India, Pakistan's mortal enemy, does the American pullout from Afghanistan raise any concerns? Well, at least initially, the U.S. withdrawal was seen as a major defeat for India. And Afghanistan aligned with Pakistan gives Pakistan strategic depth and thus would make it harder to invade if India chose to do so. However, dealing with Afghanistan, especially if the Taliban can't run the economy or maintain control, could be a huge headache for Islamabad. It's not inconceivable that a refugee problem develops, for example. From India's point of view, anything that undermines Pakistan is a plus. Iran is another neighboring nation and has been somewhat friendly to the Taliban in the past. Is the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan a victory for Iran? In a sense, it is. Anytime the U.S. appears humiliated or ineffective, Iran tends to support that outcome. But it is also complicated. The Taliban is Sunni, and elements of the group can treat Shiites like heretics. Iran also suffers from a, a terrible drug problem. In addition, like Pakistan, if Taliban can't manage the country and a refugee problem develops, going through Iran to get to Europe will be a temptation. So initially, where the U.S. exit was celebrated, but it is becoming much less of a celebration now. Patrick, you wrote about the impact of the American withdrawal on Russia and Central Asia. Does the U.S. withdrawal increase Russia's influence in Central Asia, particularly in countries once part of the Soviet Union? Yes. Russian leaders see Central Asia as part of Russia's rightful sphere of influence that was virtually lost after the breakup of the Soviet Union. On top of that, Russian leaders traditionally look to develop buffer states around Russia that could help deter foreign invaders or provide defensive depth if foreign invaders do attack. Russian leaders have therefore already taken steps to take advantage of the U.S. exit. For example, they've stressed their willingness to defend the other members of the Collective Security Treaty Organization grouping that encompasses Russia and several Central Asian states. And they've launched a series of joint military exercises to demonstrate their commitment and enhance their bona fides as a key ally for the Central Asian states. Well, what challenges and problems does the U.S. withdrawal create for Russia? Well, despite weakening Russia's main geopolitical rival and offering Russia a chance to increase its influence with the Central Asian states, the withdrawal also creates the risk that terrorist, refugees, or illicit drugs could spill over into its Central Asian allies or even into Russia itself. For example, Russia hosts many Central Asian migrant workers. So if Islamists take hold in a place like Tajikistan, they could infiltrate Russia under the cover of being a migrant worker. We're already seeing Russia positioning forces to prevent an exodus of refugees from Afghanistan. Do you see the potential for a migration similar to what we've seen coming out of Syria? 
So far, there's little sign of anything that big or serious, but we have to remember that it's still early days. The Taliban government is likely to be in power for an extended period, and there's a decent chance it'll gradually impose more and more stringent Islamist policies or other policies that could repel citizens and spark a wave of outward migration. Russia will likely have to stay on the lookout for such a migrant wave for some time to come. Thomas, the American withdrawal appears to create opportunities for China to increase its influence in the region. Does China have a friendly relationship with the Taliban? That question is a bit complicated. China supported U.S. efforts to invade Afghanistan, which helped push the Taliban out of power. Meanwhile, the Taliban, or at least factions within the group, have helped train Uyghur militant groups. So far, the two sides have mended their differences, as both sides would like the country to remain stable, but there is no guarantee that this relationship will last. What might China be most worried about in the wake of the Taliban takeover? China is most concerned with whether or not the Taliban is capable of controlling the region. Despite taking over the government, the Taliban still appear to be unable to stop terrorist attacks from happening within the country. For example, a suicide attack took place at Hamid Karzai International Airport hours after a Taliban spokesperson claimed that such an attack was not imminent. Does Afghanistan offer China any opportunity to create a stronger trading route into Europe? Well, yes. Chinese investment could make it easier to transfer resources to the Middle East from Afghanistan. In fact, there are already plans to build a motorway through Afghanistan to Pakistan with the purpose of doing just that. Is China likely to attempt new alliances in the wake of the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan? Yes, it is likely that China will need to rely on other countries that have ties to the region. Russia, Iran, Pakistan are reasonable allies as they all have ties with factions within the country. Given its experience, the U.S. will also be needed. It is also possible that China could seek alliances with Central Asian countries. Most recently, China has agreed to finance the construction of an outpost for a special forces unit of Tajikistan police along the Tajik-Afghan border. I'd like to open it up now and ask a couple of questions that each of you might want to comment on. First question, do you think it's likely that the Taliban will survive as the ruling government in Afghanistan? I'll start off. I think it will, but not necessarily ruling all of the nation with the same degree of sovereignty. Successful Afghan governments tend to rule with loose federalism. The country is tribal by nature, and a heavy hand tends to lead to factionalism and civil war. The Taliban has some experience in running Afghanistan, and I would expect it to have some success, but there will be areas of the country that it will not fully control. I agree. Not only does the Taliban have some experience in running the country, albeit loosely in some locales, it also has had a chance to learn from its mistakes the last time it had control. For example, the leaders so far seem to be trying to tone down their Islamist policies in order to keep from alienating too many citizens. In addition, Afghans seem to be sick and tired of war, and I've seen reports suggesting that many Afghans are willing to give the Taliban a chance to succeed merely to avoid new conflict. 
I also agree, but I'd like to add that the Taliban's ability to boost living conditions could also improve its standing. Under the previous government, Afghanistan had one of the highest poverty rates in the world. I think this may have contributed to why the Taliban didn't receive as much anticipated resistance when they were taking over the country. Thus, if the Taliban can lift living standards, it may be able to gain some legitimacy, which would make it easier for them to hold on to power. Next question. Even if the Taliban does remain in nominal control, do you think terrorist groups might gain traction in Afghanistan and, and pose greater threats to the rest of the world, including the United States? Well, as noted in the previous question, if, if the control turns out to be loose, it will foster the potential for terrorist groups to function. At the same time, attacking the U.S. is a tall order. Think nations that should be worried are those in the neighborhood and also the EU. Yeah, and I think that's true. And, and not only would there be the potential for terrorist groups to regroup within Afghanistan, but the lack of U.S. troops on the ground will make it much harder for U.S. leaders to gather intelligence on those groups in order to undermine them before they can launch attacks outside Afghanistan. And yes, given the history of the country, it is possible that a terrorist group could gain traction, especially if the Taliban were to fall out of favor with the public. Whether that poses a threat to the rest of the world depends on the terrorist group. If the East Turkestan Islamic movement were to take hold, it, it could lead to problems for China and Europe. And the same is true if an ISIS-related group were to get involved. Do you think the withdrawal by the United States might prompt these countries we've been talking about to undertake costly programs to gain influence in Afghanistan, programs that might weaken their abilities to confront the U.S. in other areas? I doubt any other nations will step up to put as much money into Afghanistan as the United States did. China may try to gain access to Afghanistan's mineral wealth, but getting value from investment will be difficult. I suspect the focus will be more on preventing spillover effects. In other words, securing the borders to prevent infiltration either from terrorist groups or from refugees. Right. And the kinds of border monitoring and defensive positioning needed to prepare for terrorist incursions isn't likely to be as expensive as big traditional military or diplomatic efforts. An increased defense burden isn't the most serious problem facing Afghanistan's neighbors. The key risks are those that we've been discussing. In other words, Islamic terrorism, mass migration, etc. China has already increased its spending within the region and will likely do more in the coming years. Assuming the Taliban holds on to power, China should be able to continue on its current policy path. However, I suspect that could change if the Taliban government were to collapse. Has America lost face in the rest of the world because of the pullout? Yeah, a little bit. But the history of empire shows that hegemons only stay so long in a place such as Afghanistan. So the exit, for the most part, makes sense. And I would probably say that the U.S. has lost more than a little face since the pullout looked pretty darn bad. On the other hand, that doesn't necessarily mean the reputational damage will be long-lasting. I think it's already starting to dissipate as other major issues come to the fore, such as new military threats from China and the latest COVID wave. Mirroring my other two colleagues, I do think to a degree it has weakened the U.S.'s reputations throughout the world because it does show that the U.S. cannot finish a mission that it started, but I don't think it has altered the U.S.'s standing overall. Does the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan change the outlook for emerging market investments? I, I don't really think so, at least not very much. 
Yeah, and I, I don't see much near-term uh, impact as well. For me, uh, not at this time, but that could change if something like a civil war were to break out. And finally, regarding Afghanistan, what primary developments going forward should investors pay particular attention to? Well, if terrorist groups disrupt Chinese investments in Pakistan, or if a refugee problem develops that spill over into Pakistan and, and even into India, that would, that would bear watching. And likewise, terrorism or refugees spilling over into the Central Asian states or Russia itself would surely tempt the Kremlin to react in some way, which could very well destabilize the whole region. Civil war in Afghanistan could lead to a refugee crisis in Europe, the Middle East, and possibly China. Thus, investors should be on the lookout for any signs of uncertainty within the region. Bill, Patrick, Thomas, thank you for sharing your research and your insight. To our audience, our report is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice, and this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our guests today have been Confluence Chief Market Strategist Bill O'Grady, Confluence Market Strategist Patrick Fearon Hernandez, and Confluence Staff Economist Thomas Wash. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. Our website is confluenceinvestment.com. You can find us on Twitter at Confluence IM. 